Bonjour, bonsoir, good evening, Simon Marcel, welcome to the rendezvous. I want to start by answering that question, I, I got it again, about the podcast. Because so many of you tweet me or DM me on my private message, Simon, you talk about la confession on the show, where can I find it? So when uh, during the day or anytime actually you want to hear my podcast La Confession, you go to our Heart Radio app and you type La Confession. This is where all the episodes are, including the last last one I did this was my wonderful goddaughter Chloe about parenting and what you should teach. Uh, you kids about love and relationship when they're teenagers. It, we had a great time. So anyway, now you know where is my podcast. Go check it out. Our Heart Radio app. Type La Confession. Any question about your relationships, just call me now. 855-905-8255. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. That's my number. You have a question about your relationship? Just call me right now. Rachel, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Rachel. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? Okay, so I've been planning my my wedding with my fiance, and I used to be a professional wedding planner, and so I have all these ideas that I've been dreaming of doing for years now, and I want this big, grand, romantic day, and he's. He's a simple guy, and so he's wanting it to be really small, really low-key. And I'm just like, I want us to have a day celebrating our love like in the grandest fashion with everyone we know <laughs> and love. I okay. just want, But, you know, it's hard because it's supposed to be this special day celebrating us, but we've been really struggling to come eye-to-eye on a lot of things. And I'm just wondering, like, do I just say, you know, I love this person more than anything and sacrifice what my dreams are, or do I fight for them? So uh, that's a good question. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you love him more than anything? I do. Do you think he loves you more than anything? Oh, yes. Okay. That's what I want to hear. So there is a word. There is, is a good word for your situation. It's called compromise. Meaning, yeah. if you can't have the biggest, you have the middle. So he has to go half the way towards what you want. And you have to go half the way towards what he wants. Because it's you guys' wedding, not just yours, not just his, you guys. Uh, a wedding should not be a situation where you know people fight. No. And it's a great, actually, exercise for the future. So on your list of things, and I would do it with a good sense of humor, say, and you can say you called me and Simon said compromise. What does that mean? You go half my way, I go half your way, we're right in the middle. No one can fight this. Equilibrium. That's good advice, Simon. I mean, that's what I would do. Any negotiation is a win-win when both of you at least have half of what you wanted. So you didn't get more than him, you didn't get more than you. He's going to make a little effort, you're going to make an effort too. And at the end, you're going to have a fabulous wedding where both of you, not just you or just him, are comfortable. Yeah. All right, Rachel. So good luck to you and compromise. Not an ugly word to start a marriage. Thank you, Simon. You're welcome. Have a good night. Talking of marriage, you know, we just finished a new podcast, La Confession, on our Heart Radio app, which is how much your parents and friends should be involved in planning your wedding. Check it out. Uh, I got to go back to my email now because somebody talking about marriage is not happy. We're going to figure out why and what to do. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. If you can't call me, you can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Uh, Trisha, what's the email tonight? 
All right, so this listener email is from Terry that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Terry. I told my boyfriend that I've been dating for three years that I wanted to get married. He waited a year and a half into the relationship to tell me that he never wanted to get married. I just recently told him I wasn't doing it any longer if he was not going to marry me. Am I being fair? Ooh, that's a good question. You stay with somebody for three years. You tell your partner, I want to get married. That partner tells you, I'll never get married. And you say, I won't stay in it. Is that fair or not? I'll answer that next. So let's say you've been dating somebody for three years. And finally, you say to your partner, I won't stay with you if you don't marry me. And the partner says, I never want to get married. That's the email I received from Terry. And then she's asking me, is that fair to say, I don't want to stay with you if you don't want to marry me? Let me answer this. The sooner you know, the better it is. And there's no wrong answer. If you're dating somebody for a year, two years, three or five years, and they tell you they don't want to marry you and you do want to get married, you absolutely do your rights to leave the person. Don't feel guilty. So Terry, to the question, are you being fair to say, I'm not going to stay with you if you don't want to marry me? 100%. It's your life. You decision, you timing, and therefore you absolutely entitled to leave this person. Any other questions? Call me now eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. You have a question? Call me right now. Bonjour, Vicky. Hi, Simon. So I have not dated in a few years, and okay. I've only really dated in high school and college. So I was wondering, how can I get into the dating scene as a um, real adult? This is my my <laughs> adult life. <laughs> okay, before I answer, can I ask you, how old are you? I am 23, almost 24. Yes, so young, young adult. Okay, so just out of curiosity, what's either your fear or your hesitation? I mean, obviously, there's all the online dating sites that are working for so many people. There is uh, social life, social events. So what is it you kind of either hesitate or worry about? Yeah, um, well, I guess in college, a lot of the times people aren't ready to settle down. So if I'm going out in public, let's say I'm going out with my friends and I meet someone... I'm scared that it's going to be one of those people again. Um, Even though they might be older, they might be into their 30s, they still have that same mentality that they're not ready to settle down. And I don't want to get that confused with love. Okay, so, so here's my advice on this, okay? There is no magic formula, but except asking questions. So let's say you go out with your friends. You meet a guy you like. Uh, you don't have to ooh-la-la right away. You don't have to kiss right away. You don't have to do anything right away. But if you like him and he likes you, he's going to invite you out for a drink, for a date, for something. You sit down and you kind of lay out the cards, like you get to know each other. And you don't do anything you don't want to do. But I believe in the step-by-step. And I believe also to remember, in love, it's not mathematics. It's not scientific. It's not, you know, satisfied or guarantee. It is, I'm taking you there, and maybe it will work, maybe not. If you're not ready for that, just, you know, hang out with your friends. But if you're looking to meet somebody cool, you've got to take a dare. Because who doesn't dare, doesn't live. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for that advice. I've never got really thought of it like that. You know, it's one life. You're super young. You have to dare and go from there. Follow your heart and your intuition, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Anytime. Have a good night. Good luck to you, Vicky. Thank you.
You know, Vicky's dilemma is, is really common because there's such a difference in the way, you know, young women and young guys think at 22, 23. I want to talk about that next, so stay with me. I totally understand my, my last call of Vicky. You know, she was 22, 23, and then she said, you know, I'm hesitating going out because obviously most guys want to just ooh la la, and, you know, I want to find commitment relationship. I want to find long term. And I, you know, I told her, listen, there is no guarantee. Uh, you have to go out, you have to meet somebody. And then remember, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But there's another part of this that I, I need to share is that most guys at 22, compared to most women at 22, we are way less mature. Younger women at 22 are way, way more mature than young guys at the same age. So I would say a couple of years, two, three, four years more, it's not a bad thing if you want to settle down because really usually, not all the time, usually the younger women find themselves with guys of their age that are like just, I don't want to say silly, but a little bit. And I was one of those guys. And so I want to share a story with you next on how I discovered this little gap of maturity way back when. Stay with me. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. So I just want to add to the discussion about, you know, how most of young women at 20, 22, 23, and, and most young guys at the same age have a difference of maturity. I know that because when I fell in love in that age with a girl of my age when I was 21, 22, and she was wonderful, you know, can I be honest? All I wanted to do is ooh la la. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't think, I, I got to be honest, most of the young men have one thing in mind. And it doesn't mean you don't fall in love. You just, you know, it's different. Where I find most young women, and now I'm the godfather of, of a 22-year-old who's doing wonderful in life and all that, and I see the difference. She's so more mature than her 22-year-old boyfriend too. Either you have to accept that or you have to date maybe somebody, I don't know, 24, 25. Keep in mind, maturity comes later for guys. Any other questions? Just call me, 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, just dial in 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Rosa. Hi, Simon. So I had a question. Okay. I'm in the middle of a divorce right now, but my soon-to-be ex-husband and I never had one final la-la. Mm -hmm. And I'm wanting to figure out how I can bring up to him maybe foreclosure. One last time. Okay. That's a good question, but I'm going to ask you another question. What is the purpose in your mind of that one? Is that like try to do this so he would regret you for the rest of his life? Really, what is the intent in that last one for the road uh, in your mind? Well, we were married for, for nine years, and it, it just doesn't feel right to walk away not having that last intimate moment. Are you sure that's the reason, or is that you want to... One last time, you know, make him feel so special. So before you guys separate forever, he keeps that last memory of you, like, being so fabulous. Oh, that's a good question. That's my worry. Because I feel there's nothing really at this stage if you guys are in the middle of a divorce. You can absolutely stop the divorce, by the way, and go back to it. If you don't want to get divorced, you don't have to go do You can just tell him, let's just stop the divorce procedure and put everything on hold and try to work it out. I'm all about that, too. But having the ulala is going to create a special energy. Either it's to tease him one last time, and that's not good, or it is you way to say, I don't want to divorce you. I want us to be together still. And then it's better to say it with words. 
So my advice is no, no last ooh-la-la for the road unless you have had a good conversation of why you would actually do that. Well, that's really helpful advice. I'll definitely have to think about it more. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Think well, discuss together. If you want to be great friends for the future, don't do that last ooh-la-la. If you don't want to get divorced, then talk together and then have ooh-la-la for the rest of your life. But you can't have it all. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Good advice. You're welcome, Rosa. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. You know, to add to Rosa's story, I mean, I think at the end, there's one or two elements that allow you to become from lovers, girlfriend, boyfriends, partners to great friends. And that does not involve the ooh-la-la. I'll tell you what it involves next. Have you ever been in a tough breakup but you, because you really love the person and you want to stay friends afterwards and wonder... Oh my gosh, I really like that person, but I, you know, I don't know how to stay friends without, you know, the intimacy and and he's going to want that or she's going to want that. So here's here's what I've been doing for at least 25 years to keep most of my ex-girlfriend good friends. Once it's over and how bad it makes me feel to not kiss or do ulala and romance again, I know that that first, I would say, six months period, sometimes a year, the best is not to see each other except for lunch a year. And never to go back and just... No, when it's over, you have to bury the past. Not play with the fire. That's why I said no last ooh for the road. No smoochie-doochie if you're younger. Just accept the dryness process so that you can go from romantic to friendship. That's one thing you need to remember. Accept the frustration. Don't play with the fire of love. Then there's another element. And that other element, I'm going to tell you that next. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. So I'm talking about the two key elements on how to become great friends after a relationship. First, the dry spell, the desert land, the fact that you never do one last for the road, no kissing, no smoochie-doochie, nothing. Once it's over, take time off from each other. You got to clean the past. You got to bury all this and not get close to each other. So good year of distance, maybe one lunch. And the second thing you have to do during that year is not stare at each other's social media. Because if you do, you're going to get burned by looking at each other's dating life and all this. So take really a vacation from each other. And usually a year later, you have found somebody else, so you have moved on, and they have moved on. And I recommend a quick lunch or even a breakfast. So far away from the afternoon drinks, far away from happy hour, far away from dinners. Just one lunch or two lunch a year maximum. And you can stay like this, friends, with your exes for the rest of your life. That's just the way I do it. Uh, let's hear a love story. I need to hear a love story now. So you have one? Call me, 855-905-8255. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. I see on my screen that uh, there's a guy with a complicated love story. I, I love that. Uh, it just, By the way, it reminds me, talking about complicated love story, uh, there is this new series that I've watched. I loved it. It's called Roswell, New Mexico, and it's going to premiere on January 15th at 9, 8 central on The CW. Talking about complicated, fabulous love story, watch this. I mean, there is a connection between two people that really is written in the stars. Trust me and watch this. It's called Roswell, New Mexico, and it airs January 15th at 9, 8 central on CW. Bonjour, James. You have a love story to share with us on The Rendezvous tonight? I do. Basically, uh, I had been seeing this girl for about a year, and we had met at work. We were co-workers, 
And there were just, it was very complicated at first because we wanted to keep it a secret. I had also met her through uh, my best friend. She had been seeing my best friend uh, beforehand. Um, so that was on top of being uh, at work and having her known my best friend, it was kind of like a weird triangle uh-huh. uh, at first. So we kept it a, a secret for a long time. Um, and then finally we kind of brought it forward after it was uh, sort of okay with everybody, but there was, there was so many layers at first. And I just thought that even though it didn't, it didn't end up working out, it didn't last. Like I learned so much from taking all those risks and, uh, you know, just trying to make it work. James, I mean, so, so I understand what made you still want to date? I mean, she was dating your best friend before you then, You guys have to hide this, so that's a big pressure. What was the reason to go through all of that, that uh, challenge? Basically, it felt right. Um, you know, at, at, even though there were a lot of things against us, at no point was I like, this is a, it's a risky idea, but I never thought it was a bad idea. I see, yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand. And so, you know, I always say who doesn't dare doesn't live. And who doesn't dare doesn't love. So you, you're the example that even though things were very complicated, it ended up being worth it and, and enjoying that relationship, right? Of course. There wasn't a regret by any means. See, that's what I'm talking about. James, thank you so much for calling The Rendezvous tonight. Thank you for sharing that beautiful, complicated story. Thank you so much and have a good night, James. Thank you. Have a good night. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. As usual, first, a big, big thank you for spending your evening with me. Thank you for the, the stories, the love stories and your questions. And I want to finish with this poll because, I, you know, I, I love to put all my polls on my Twitter account at Rendezvous Radio, my Instagram also at Rendezvous Radio and all that. And I had a poll that was, uh, would you rather go out to dinner with your partner or have your partner cook a meal for you at home? And the result is interesting. 56% of you said home-cooked meal. And only 44% say go out to dinner. So, I mean, I'm a good cook, so that's encouraging for me <laughs> to uh, invite uh, dates at home. I, I, I would have never seen that coming. I would have said the contrary. Most of people want to go out. But I was wrong on this one. So that's a lesson for me. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night. And as I always say, bonne nuit les petits. The Rendezvous Show.